Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What is up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Today, we're here with Jack McCall, which I wanted to call him Jack McCool just because I had a friend with that same name, but we're going to stick with McCall because Jack is the king of debt. And the reason I wanted to bring him on today, because I mean, really thinking about that name, the king of debt, most people probably wouldn't want to tote that around like, man, I'm in so much debt, struggling in life, right? But, but Jack is all about helping entrepreneurs to leverage debt to scale their companies. And for most of you listening to this, that's probably where you're sitting at is saying, okay, I need to scale, I need cash. And really with the whole coronavirus stuff going around, a lot of people are struggling to to find that cash. But Jack's all about quick to cash, quick to scale. So Jack, say what's up and let's head into this interview, man. Guys, what is up? It's um, so happy to be here with everyone today. Thanks everyone for listening. I'm honored to be on the show. Thank you so much. And yeah, I have tons of free value to give you on business credit, why, why I love it, and definitely give, give you some actionable steps on what you can do to get started today. Build your credit so you can get access to hundreds of thousands of dollars of low interest money so you can absolutely scale your business. Love that, man. And most people, you know, and this is where I wanted to kind of start off with, a lot of people kind of prescribed the Dave Ramsey theory. And if you're a fan of Grant Cardone, which I think you are based off of some of your content and, and oh, what yeah. you teach, <laughs> Grant's like, screw the, the Dave Ramsey theory, focus 100% on getting in as much debt as possible, right? And his theory behind that is, is highly leveraged debt is, you know, that, that's how you scale a company. And I know for us, for all the companies we've scaled, that's how it's had to be. You have to take the risk first, then the reward follows. So with that kind of as a backdrop, Jack, what do you recommend to people as far as getting into debt? How much should they be getting into as a percentage, maybe even, and um, how should they be leveraging this debt? hundred percent. I mean, leveraging debt, I think is the most powerful thing anyone can do in business. I think when you're strapped for cash and only using savings, you're limiting yourself so much. Like for example, like these cards I'm holding right now in my hand for anyone watching the video is over $300,000 in low interest credit cards. So like much at 0% interest. And basically on business credit, you get a 0% introductory period from anywhere between six and 18 months. So that's free money for, you know, a very you know, short period of time. So you want to invest the business credit into short-term investments and keep your personal savings in, into long-term investments like stocks, crypto, and real estate. And when you're borrowing more money, you now have more money working for you. So you put your personal savings and long-term investments, use 0% interest business credit into your business, and now you're going to make more money overall because you have more money working for you. Um, and you can even, um, and the big thing about business credit, guys, if you don't know already, it doesn't report to your personal credit. And so if you're funding a business with personal credit cards and you leave a balance, that's going to increase your utilization, the amount you're using out of the debt that's lent to you, and it's going to tank your credit score. But on the business card side, it doesn't report to your personal credit. So this means you can get multiple $30,000 credit cards at 0%, leave a balance, and it won't negatively affect your personal credit whatsoever. So just in the last year, I've got approved for over $300,000 in credit card limits while maintaining an over an 805 FICO score across all three bureaus. And so I'm using all this money into my business, scaling faster than ever while maintaining a very high credit score. And so I think uh, the, the fundamental key to doing something like that is to optimize your personal credit. 
So that's the foundation. When you apply for a business credit card, they're looking for four things on the application. It's the, it's the personal credit. How, what does your file look like? Is it a thin file? Is it a thick file? You know, you want a thick file, multiple accounts, low utilization, low hard inquiries. And then the second thing they're looking at is the relationship you have with the bank. And so if you don't have a bank account with them, if you don't have any personal cards with them, if you have no history with them, you don't have a relationship with them. So you want to make sure you're building relationships with as many key lenders as possible and only building relationships with lenders that have good business products. So some banks, they don't have good business credit cards. And so in my opinion, it makes no sense to build a relationship with that bank if they don't have the business products that you want, right? So banks that you want relationships at are like the, um, like Chase, Bank of America, US Bank, Amex, um, Wells Fargo, I would personally avoid, um, but those top four for sure. And then you can research different banks in your area that have good business products. The third thing they're looking for on the application is your estimated revenue. Um, you know, and this is just an, a stated figure. It's, it doesn't have to be accurate. Of course, you want to, you want to put something that's realistic, but it's, it's estimated. So of course we want to be optimistic. It's going to be a great year in business, you know, list something that's realistic, but you know, optimistic. And the fourth thing they're looking at is your business type. And so if you have something that's low overhead, like a marketing agency or an e-commerce store, consulting company, companies like that will get much, much more funding than like, you know, a restaurant right now, specifically with COVID. And so if you do need money for a restaurant, there's also ways you can get the money for the restaurant through like a new LLC. Maybe it's like a consulting company. So you fund the, the one LLC that has a better business type, and then you use the, the credit card money into whatever you want into other businesses. That's really interesting. So, I mean, an agency type model or a consulting model is actually better for getting that money. Is that what you're saying? 100%, 100% because it's low overhead and has the, the, the ability to scale so much faster, like e-commerce. Like e-commerce stores can go from zero to you know, $4 million in one year. Massive, massive growth. Agency, extremely low overhead. So to the banks, that's low risk, right? But when you look at a restaurant or maybe a construction company, a restaurant specifically, you know, that's extremely high risk right now. And so, you know, they're, they're less inclined to give restaurants money. Right. My brother owns a restaurant. He's, he's living that right now. They're basically living off the, the government funds to, uh, <laughs> to cover their butt, you know, during the coronavirus time. So, you know, that's really interesting though. I, I didn't really understand that that was, that was like the case. You know, they want to give money to people who are obviously, lower risk, but do they also look at you, you know, as an agency or a consultancy, um, as kind of higher risk because it's harder to get to the cash? No, I mean, if you have an agency that that's low risk in general, you know, you have low overhead and, um, a high ability to grow and scale fast. So that that's low risk to them. The, 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 the two company, three companies that can get money the easiest is a consulting company, marketing agency, and e-commerce business. Awesome. Well, so, I mean, so at what point in their business should, should everybody be going out and trying to, to get to this money? Right. I mean, it's because a lot of people might say, Oh, my credit score is not great yet. Or I have a lot of high utilization on my cards. When should they start to like, what should they do to fix that? And when should they actually start trying to apply for cards? Yeah. Great question. So the personal credit side takes some time to build, but once you have that built, you can get up to 10 business cards in a single day. And the reason you can do that, as I mentioned before, is they don't report to your personal credit, but the personal cards obviously do. And so you only can realistically get about two, two, maybe three personal cards every six months 
if you're applying for more than that, you look very risky to the banks because it's reported to your personal credit and they can see you're getting a lot of cards. So my rule of thumb is two personal credit cards per six months. If you go over that, you look risky. But once you have about four to five personal primary accounts on your personal credit, you're ready for business credit. If you only have one or two accounts, I wouldn't say you're ready. You know, you'd be patient, take your time. But you know, an auto loan, a mortgage, those things count. But make sure you have at least four primary accounts in your personal credit before going business credit. And then another thing you can do to help you get approved for better cards with higher limits is to add authorized users to your credit file. So basically, if you get added to maybe a family member's credit card that has a, a very long term of age on the card with a very high limit, it won't show up as a primary, but it will show up as an AU and it will still add average age to your account and limits. And so banks love to see that. It looks like you're responsible for more money and therefore, you know, they look, you look less risky to them. So I would add between one and two authorized users. Um, and then, yeah. And then for the business cards, you know, uh, on the personal side, you want, as I kind of mentioned before, you want to build relationships with banks that have awesome business products, right? So um, if they don't have a good business card, there's, in my opinion, there's no reason why you should get a personal card with them because you're building a relationship with the bank that doesn't have a business card, right? So you're kind of missing out right there. Two banks you want to avoid is Discover and Capital One. Um, if you're very, very, very new to credit, Discover can be a good card for you, but their business cards report to your personal credit, which defeats the point of a business card. If it's a business card, it should not report to your personal credit. Um, Capital One and Discover do. So I would avoid those banks for sure. That's awesome, Matt. You're dropping a lot of really good value bombs here. I hope people are taking notes on this because I mean, really what you're talking about is it doesn't really take you very long to get to the point where you can you know, get this, get, get larger lines of credit. So let's talk through a little bit. So say you've, you've set yourself up to where you could actually go and reach out and get these cards at this point. What would you recommend they do and where should they start? Um, and how much should they be expecting to, to raise in cards? Yeah, I, it really depends on what your income looks like for you personally and what your expected revenue looks like for your business. Um, also things that come into play is, uh, you know, how many primary accounts do you have what are the limits of your primary accounts on the personal side? If you only have you know, $500 limits on your personal cards, you know, that's, that's not going to set you up for success on the business side. But if you can get those limits increased over time, whether it's like a collective limits on the personal side of $80,000, that's much better. And so you know, over time, try to get your limits increased on the personal side, and that's going to determine how much you get on the business side. And so um, the, to answer your question, the three things are, what is your personal credits um, collective limits look like? What is your personal income? And what's your estimated revenue figure for the business? And remember guys, these are estimated figures. So it's, it's what are you going to make this year? And what is your business going to make this year? And of course, we're optimistic, right? Right. I feel like you, you, I mean, with banks, you have to be almost overly optimistic. Sometimes we've, we've been through the ringer before with banks, you know, <laughs> and it's always those things you dread. But one of the things that I really love is that you should never be um, applying for money when you need it, right? You're doing it long before you actually need it. hundred <laughs> um, percent. And that's so key too. Cause like a lot of people, they don't get the credit because they don't have an investment opportunity in front of them. But as you just mentioned, it's so important that you prepare, 
right? If you have an investment opportunity in front of you, you want access to $300,000 just in case you need it, right? You, you would hate to get in that position. Awesome opportunity in front of you and you need 100K, but you don't have the access to borrow it because you don't have good credit. You're going to miss out, right? So it's so important you prepare and it does take time. It does take strategy, but it's all pretty straightforward if, if you, you know, take the right steps. And so, um, yeah. Yeah, love that. I mean, just to give an example of this, I mean, when we were first starting up, we, we needed 20, I think it's 20 or $25,000 for a, for a project we wanted to do. And we just needed it as an operating loan, right? It just as a line of credit because we could have literally paid it off within two months. And we had to delay the project by almost four months because we were going through the ringer with banks and it was just a nightmare, you know, and it made me never want to do it again. And so, I mean, you know, the, move ahead now, you know, and when we have those lines of credit available to us, it's been really easy when we're like, Hey, we need to drop 25,000 or 50,000 or a hundred thousand dollars. Like you're saying, it's pretty easy to do that when you've got the cash available. <laughs> so, right. Right. And I think it's crazy too. Cause like your example, um, you know, you, you guys had to wait four months. That's four months of opportunity costs. You know, imagine having something that can absolutely hit right off the gates. You have something that can absolutely make so much money, but you need money to invest to make it happen. And now you have to wait four months, like four months. That's a long time, right? So right. you want to be prepared. You need to take the, uh, the precautions and need to take the right steps to get ready. And then once you're ready and you have an opportunity, you can pounce on it and, and move quick. Yeah. Love that. Well, so let's move now into kind of the investing side, right? I mean, obviously, you know, consult your, your accountants and your lawyers or whatever, right? Jack's just here to, to share opinions, but, but, uh, what would you recommend, you know, if you're, if you're getting business credit through credit cards, for example, we understand that that obviously still has to be paid back. So how, what, what would you say you should be investing in, in your business that's maybe more safe or, or has higher return? I think anything that you really believe, right? It's like anything that you see maximum growth potential in, I think it obviously varies from, from a business to business. But I mean, you know, one example of a business that's relatively passive for me is like a real estate fix and flip project. You know, if you have the right credit amounts, you can purchase a property, you know, get a more, put, use the credit for a down payment, get a mortgage, and then use credit for the renovations, uh, renovate it and flip the house within you know, six months. And that's way before the, the time frame you need to pay interest on the card. So, I mean, that's an awesome opportunity right there. You can do Airbnbs, you know, use the money to pay the rent on Airbnbs um, and cash flow that way. And there, there's ways to convert the, the credit into cash. And so if you have like a $40,000 card, you can run it through a merchant processor, turn that credit into cash. It'll be a small percentage uh, credit card fee, but now you have the cash and now you can use the cash for, for whatever. But I would think like when you're investing with credit, think of things that are that can make an ROI in less than a year. So if it's anything more than a year, you know, maybe debate it, but that, that's where your personal saving comes in. You want to use your personal savings for long-term investments and use your credit for investments that are under a year, ROI within a year. Love that. And I know that the reason I asked that question is, is one of the big problems we have in our industry, right? Being in the digital product space, the consultancy space, a lot of, um, a lot of people spend tons of their money on, on just getting educated, right? So they're like, okay, I'm going to learn all these new skills and everything, right? And they, they think that it's got a short-term ROI, but in all reality, that should be a very low percentage of what you're spending because you should be focusing on taking the debt money that you have that you know you can turn it, flip it, and, and make the money back. Like that's, so I love your, love your example there. 
So hundred percent. And I think like whenever you have something that's hot and can hit, go all in. Like if you have something, don't be scared to spend the money on. Like if you need a new camera to get certain gigs in a videography business, you know, get that camera. If you know, it's going to get you bigger and better gigs. If you need more staff and you're strapped on cash, but you know, that extra staff will help you generate more money, you know, turn that credit into cash and pay your employees that way, or pay, you know, pay them via credit card. You know, whenever you have something, don't be scared to spend the money. Um, as long as you think it's going to create an ROI. Yeah, I love that. Employees are a great one. We, we <laughs> that's been the, the one for us that we spend a lot of our, our debt on is, is prepaying people, right? You buy a contractor service or an agency or a salesperson or something and you pay them all up front, right? It becomes like this really amazing opportunity to, you know, grow that, um, that, that base for you and you can buy your time back. So for you, Jack, what's kind of been your, um, some of the big investments that you've made using this system? where you've seen the biggest return. Yeah. I mean, the number one thing I have is my e-commerce store. I have an Amazon automation store, a drop shipping store that's, that just did $500,000 in revenue in November alone. Um, so that, I mean, that's been incredible. I'm growing my consulting business right now that my coaching program, where I teach people on how to you know, build their credit, get business funding. So I'm spending a lot of money on ads into the content, um, into travel, things like that to, you know, to, to get more people in the door. Um, also I just, uh, I'm about to start a Walmart automation store. So it's similar drop shipping model, but on Walmart, um, lower startup fee, higher returns. So I'm super excited about that. Um, also I'm investing into a real estate fix and flip project. So with the, I'm using credit within six months, I'll get the money back. And then I'm also invested into an e-commerce platform that, that that's actually sold in India. And basically the company is doubling every single month. So they need as much money as possible. And they're paying incredible returns on, on loans. And so I'm using credit to loan this company money and they're paying incredible ROI um, percentages back to me. So those are kind of the, the, mo the most recent ones. And then um, something that I've done recently that hasn't been credit is um, a, investing into a cryptocurrency hedge fund um, called Orca Capital. And basically in this hedge fund, you know, they're making trades back and forth with cryptocurrencies. And it's particularly cool because you can, you can contribute Roth IRA money into the cryptocurrency hedge fund, and it will still be considered Roth to Roth. So it's tax sheltered, it's growing tax free, and you're getting cryptocurrency returns. It is next level. Jeez, yeah, that's awesome. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's awesome, Matt. It's really cool to see that uh, you know you've been able to invest it in so many different ways. I hope people are listening there because I mean, you you mentioned investing it in your business, investing in fix and flips, in you know cryptocurrencies or in other things, right? There's there's so many different ways you can leverage that money. So be thinking about that, everybody, as you're you're listening to this episode. And and Jack, you know, you you kind of teased it in there, but you you have a whole course and a whole program on helping people um, to to do this in their own business. So how can people get access to that? Yeah, of course. So my Instagram is King of Debt. Um, and if you guys want to reach out on any of my investment opportunities, feel free. Um, I also have a mini course. It's a 10 video course talking about personal credit optimization, business funding. And so the mini course I'm actually giving out for free right now for anyone that DMs me close friends on Instagram. 
at King of Debt. And then my, you know, my full program is a you know, full coaching program, two-month program where I walk people through the entire process on how to optimize their personal credit, how to get business funding, knowing what cards to get, when to get them, how to apply for them. And then I have relationship managers at all these top institutions. So basically when I have clients that are serious about you know, big limits and funding, I connect my clients with these relationship managers and it's basically guaranteed success because these are high-level bankers. They make sure the application goes to an underwriter. So it's a human looking at everything. And it's just been a game changer. So I think um, if anyone that wants to scratch the surface on credit, reach out to me for my free course on Instagram. And if anyone's interested in taking it to the, taking their business to the next level and getting the business funding, um, I would inquire about my coaching program. So just reach out on Instagram, King of Debt, and I'd be happy to talk with any of you guys. Love that. We'll link all of that in the description as well so everybody can reach out to you as well. So take advantage of that opportunity. Bare minimum, go watch those 10 videos, right? That mini series. That's that stuff's going to be really helpful and beneficial to you in, in, do, in uh, moving forward your credit journey. So Jack, you know, before we sign off today, man, um, I want to ask you one final question. So, you know, we've covered a lot of different topics on this, on this episode. So if you could say there's one thing in particular that you would want people to, uh, to remember from this interview, what would that be? Start building your credit today. The more you can borrow, the more you can make. You're more powerful if you can borrow more money. You don't necessarily have to spend the money, but you're more powerful if you have the option to spend the money. Just remember that. And it takes time to build credit. So that's why you want to start today. There's things you can do today. I hope, really hope this interview was super valuable for people to take action steps today. As simple as, you know, go open up bank accounts at new banks. Go get new personal cards. You know, do things like that. Keep your utilization down. And, you know, it, it's a consistent journey. It's something that you'll stick with your whole life, I hope, because there's consistent value with having good credit through your whole life. So start today. Uh, it's kind of like fitness. You know, it's something you have to stick to. It's a lifestyle. Um, and then once you're in it, you're so much more powerful. And I think you'll have a much more successful life. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan Podcast. If you want to fill your favorite platform with dream customers, then come join myself and thousands of others of hosts at theluckytitan.com slash tribe. Here you can find guests for your show, get featured on other shows, and discover the secrets to building an audience of raving fans. So once again, go create your free account at theluckytitan.com slash tribe.